Hello there and welcome in to the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. Very excited today to be bringing in a somewhat unique guest in that of Amanda Stern, who is a journaling coach, and you're going to hear all about this intentional tool that is journaling here in just a second. But before I introduce Amanda, let me cover a couple of the typical reminders that I like to provide at the outset here. First and foremost, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, click that fifth star, please. The ratings go a long way. Leave a review as well. And in the meantime, make sure whatever platform, and in addition to that, whatever platform you are listening to us on, find a way to either follow us or subscribe so that you're not missing out on future content. In addition to that, I really want to direct your attention to my website, careercompetitor.com, where you can learn all about the service that I offer as a performance coach. There's many other areas within my company, but the fact of the matter is it all comes under this performance coaching umbrella. My goal in life is to help people like you find your optimal self, discover your optimal self. And the way we do that is we collaborate, we work together hand in hand, and we find ways for you to keep discovering more and more about yourself. And if this is something that you're maybe interested in learning more about, feel free to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com and set yourself up with a 30-minute free consultation with me today. Now let's welcome in my guest, Amanda Stern. As I said at the outset there, she's a journaling coach. She's just founded her company, Good Things Come to Those Who Journal. And really what struck me about Amanda when we first met was this is an example of someone in life that simply followed their heart, followed a hobby that was near and dear to them and put it out to the world that, hey, this is what I do and these are the benefits that I get from it. And the reaction was phenomenal. So much traction was built behind this initiative that Amanda took to just express that there is a benefit to the art of journaling that we can all be benefiting from if we open our minds up to truly utilizing the tool. There's going to be a number of different benefits and unique qualities to journaling that we're going to go over within this discussion. And I also want to really encourage you to stick around at the end too, where I'm going to announce a really exciting opportunity for anybody that is truly interested in the power of journaling and what it can do for you in the long term and a program that Amanda's going to be offering as of right now. So I'm going to tell you about all that at the end of the episode. But one thing I really want to highlight before we get into our discussion is that for me, as someone who has benefited from journaling myself over the years, it's a great opportunity for you to just simply learn and get a better grasp of yourself. Get to know yourself. It's an inner dialogue or a dialogue between you and a page where you can simply start to benefit and reveal more about yourself. And like I said, we're gonna, we're gonna hear about this within the discussion, but I wanted to mention it at the outset simply because that's what this show is all about. How can we get a better grasp of who it is we are, what our intentions are, and what it is we're trying to achieve in life? And what better way than having someone join us on the show who can give us maybe a secret weapon, if you will, to how we can go through that exact process. So like I said, really excited for Amanda to be joining us today and I won't delay it any further. So let's just go ahead and welcome Amanda Stern to the Career Competitor Podcast and I hope you all enjoy. Okay, I am so excited to be welcoming in Amanda Stern to the Career Competitor Podcast. Firstly, Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Steve, and thanks for having me on your podcast. 
Absolutely. I'm so glad that the wonderful world of LinkedIn connected us and we've had a pleasure of speaking prior to today as well, learning so much about uh, this business that you've started for yourself in the world of journaling. And you are my first guest on the show to discuss the topic of journaling. So that's certainly uh, a big deal for me and certainly a big deal for our audience. Uh, but before I go too much and we go too much into our conversation today, Amanda, why don't you just give everyone a little bit of background on you, where you are, et cetera, what you think we need to know. Yeah. Well, I would like to share my four big moments with journaling, if, I, if I may. Please do. So, what a great place to start. Yeah. So I discovered journaling when I was an angsty teenager. I was having a really hard day. None of my friends could get to the phone. This is before everyone had their own devices and you could connect with everybody everywhere all the time. And so I did the only thing I could think of, and I grabbed a notebook and a pen, and I started writing. And I remember I wrote for a really long time, and when I was done, I felt better. And that was the first time I had really connected writing, which I had always loved to do, with the way that I felt. And so the next night, I picked up my pen again, and then again the next night, and I built this really robust journaling habit that took me through high school and college and, and beyond. Um, it uh, kind of waned when I was a young mother. I had a lot of um, a lot of things going on. I was busy. I was tired. I had a lot of excuses for not journaling. But the practice was always there for me to call on when I needed it. Moment two came about eight years ago when my then husband came home and decided he would be much happier not being married to me. It was not what I expected. I didn't see that coming on that particular Monday. Right. And I knew I had a choice to make. I could either spiral into negativity or I could reach out and grab hold of every good thing that came my way. And that is what I chose. I reached for my journal, even though I was an inconsistent journaler at the time. And I forced myself to write what I was grateful for. And I will tell you, it was very hard because I did not feel very grateful for much. But sure. I came up with eight things. And I thought if I can be grateful for eight things on the hardest day of my life, I'm going to be okay. And that particular moment really changed the trajectory of my life. Big moment number three came at the end of 2020 when I shifted my journaling from the evening to the morning. It was December. I had just put up my Christmas tree and I thought I want to get up in the morning and journal in front of the tree. So I did. I got up early. I didn't have kids to send off to school because everything was remote. And so I just cozied up on the couch with my favorite blue fuzzy blanket and I wrote. And for those three weeks in December that I journaled in front of the tree, I did the, some of the best journaling I've ever done. A really robust reflection, goal setting process. I came up with these really great goals that I was excited to work on. And out of that came some really action-oriented journaling that I saw shift from being very reflective in my journaling to being much more action-oriented. I started what I call Sunday accountability journaling, where I revisit each of my goals and I track my progress and acknowledge and celebrate the baby steps that got me um, from where I was last week to where I am now. And it's been really a life-changing experience for me. Mm. Moment number four started... Uh, came when I started talking about journaling on LinkedIn. It was really by accident. I was doing a 30-day content creation program. I just needed something to write about. And I thought, I'll, I'll write about journaling for three or four days, maybe a week if I stretch it. 
And that'll buy me time to figure out what I really want to talk about. And boy, was I surprised to see how it resonated with people because I kept thinking, well, it's just journaling. Everyone knows how to journal, right? Right. Not quite. I learned that even though we all think we know what journaling is, we are both right and way too limited in our scope. So it's been such a joy over the last oh, seven, eight months to really widen the lens for people and show how wonderful and how robust a journaling practice can really be. And those to say that those are four fairly diverse moments is is, uh, is an understatement because you, you've got four things here in your world that have triggered a an action that is tied to journaling, but every step of the way journaling has served in a different way, and and already so here we are we're just five minutes into this chat and we've already come up with four great reasons as to why someone can journal. So what I would love to do is what I would consider to be that more traditional approach to journaling, as you mentioned there in your younger years, of just feeling this need to share your thoughts, just to speak out. And obviously, in this day and age, there's there's different ways to do that. But you've taken in that moment, a private approach. And I'm just I'm, I'm very curious, what is it about that private approach that you felt and you continue to feel is so beneficial to someone that journals? Yeah, so I will say it's a multi-pronged answer. Mm. The first thing I like about it is it gets all of the loose thoughts out of my brain and onto the page. Um, I feel so often my brain just ping-pongs between one idea and the next idea, and it's hard to make sense sometimes of what is really happening in my life when I'm just Um, playing ping pong in my brain. Mm. So taking the time to put pen to paper on my journal really slows me down enough to see what's going on in there. And I think that's the biggest thing that it does for me. Slows me down and helps me find that clarity Mm. that I can think around all sides of an issue till the cows come home. Mm. But once I start seeing the ink on the paper, that's when I'm often... Uh, really surprised and grateful for what takes shape on the page. I don't always, I don't always know what I'm going to find. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think I'll know what I find, but I can't tell you how many times I see what is really happening on the page, and I sit back and I think, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't realize that was in there. And once I see what's going, what's happening. I can make a plan for how to move forward, to how to change how I'm feeling, for what action I can take. Um, so I've learned to use my journaling as not just, wah, poor me, my life is really hard, but what's going on in my life? Why am I facing these, these difficulties? And what can I do to shift and change and move? Yeah, and it is so proactive in mindset when you put it that way. And the private component of it too is really interesting to me because it allows you to be that little bit more vulnerable that little bit more honest a little bit more open which very much ties into that second moment of your life for where your husband comes home and and, and says what he says for you to have that realization in the moment that i need a place where i can almost be heard without necessarily having to talk to someone talk me through a little bit about that almost therapeutic component to it Yeah, um, therapeutic is exactly the right word. And it's, Mm. um, I would say it goes hand in hand with therapy for 
some people, they can use it as therapy. I'm a huge proponent of therapy itself. So I don't want to ever say, oh, you need journal journaling and not therapy. Sure. Just to make that clear. But yeah, to have a place where I can put exactly how I feel and I don't have to worry about judgment. I don't have to worry about somebody saying, but look at the bright side or, <laughs> well, have you thought about this? Or the other well-meaning things are well-meaning people say, right? To have a place where I can dump the innermost, deepest, darkest feelings I have um, about myself, about my circumstances, about the world, about whatever, just really is, it's comforting to have a place where there's no judgment because our journals don't judge. They're not judging what we write. They're not judging how we write. They're not judging our spelling, our grammar, our handwriting, any of it. That it's just a place to put it all out and sometimes we just need to get the stuff out of our brains and just let it let it go. Yeah, yeah. Well, as someone whose grammar is as bad as mine is, I, I really appreciate that component of it. But at the same time, listening to you talk there about the no judgment element and sometimes people being ha having great meaning behind what it is they maybe want to say and do and advise, there are times in life where the last thing you want is anybody else's insight. And so many people, you know, let's use LinkedIn as a platform, for instance, they're putting notions out there, ideas out there. And a lot of the time, it's very much up for debate in terms of whether they're looking for some sort of something in return. Maybe they're just, it's just a thought, it's amusing, whatever it may be. But when push comes to shove, people start to get involved, people share their insight as well. When you look at this journey now, which again, this is moment number three, um, where you were on LinkedIn, uh, or was that number four? Sorry, that was number four. Moment number four, when you're on LinkedIn, when you look at that movement, how much of that intention was simply Amanda sharing what Amanda thinks and how much of that intention was, oh, I, I would love to get some you know, reciprocity with this and just see, kind of see where it goes? Yeah, so it started out completely as, what do I have I could share? Because I had been on LinkedIn for, some months really actively learning from other people. And when I started writing about journaling, I was like, oh, well, I know a thing or two about this. Maybe this can be a thing for a short little time that I can give back and share. It can be my gift to other people because I've been learning so much from what they share. And I just really have been blown away by the response. I did not see it coming. I did not expect to have conversations, even just a couple of weeks in, people saying, I, I don't understand how journaling works. Like I've tried it, it doesn't work for me. Um, but the way you describe journaling makes it sound so appealing. I could maybe do it the way you describe it. Mm. Um, I remember two weeks in, I had my first phone call with um, somebody from LinkedIn. He was a guy from Chicago who does finance and I almost didn't take the call because I was pretty sure he was gonna try to sell me something. <laughs> and I got on the phone anyways. And the first thing he said was, can you tell me please everything about how you journal? Because I've never heard anyone describe it the way you do. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. A couple of days later, I took a call from a digital marketer in Canada. He says, yeah, can you, can you share a little bit more about journaling? Like the stuff you're posting is really interesting and I've never thought about it. Kind of some of the things that you've been sharing. Mm. A couple of days later, I had a call with a guy who does supply chain stuff for a big company in Amsterdam. And he says, yeah, I'd really like to talk about journaling. Like, can you share maybe your process? You've talked about some journal prompts that you use. Like, do you, do you mind walking me through that? Mm. And I thought, holy cow, these are smart people. 
Like if these smart people want to know what I think, mm-hmm. maybe that's what I need to be doing. Yeah, it, it really is fascinating. And firstly, you know, we, we were talking, you were talking about this earlier from a therapy standpoint. I, I'm a, a someone who has benefited from therapy now for six plus years and journaling was a huge part of my therapy journey at the beginning it's become much less so uh, in this day and age because I now use journaling in a different way I do use it with this intentionality and intention is so much of my verbiage every single day I talk about intention with every client until the cows come home so with with that being said that is moment number three that is when that you you shift into this intentionality component of, of what it is you were doing by putting it in the morning I can't help but suddenly be drawn to that part of the story and think without that decision how much of what is happening today even happens because there's that intentionality behind moment number three that surely and again I don't want to take put the words in your mouth but surely sets you up to get to this place where you are today so just talk to me about that intentional shift of intentionality in terms of how it is you journal yeah So I find when I journal in the evening, my journaling tends to be very reflective, very, this is what I did today. This is how I feel about how I did, you know, what I did today. Um, Here's what I'm grateful for today, which are all perfectly great ways to journal. Mm -hmm. But shifting it to the morning, I started asking myself questions like, what is the most important thing for me to do today? How can I show up as my best me? Mm -hmm. What does my soul need today? How will I feed my mind today? How will I take care of my body today? Who do I need to connect with today? These are my six favorite go-to journaling questions. I love to ask myself them in the morning as a set in this order every day. Mm. Because I feel like it really sets me up to be intentional throughout my day, to think through how I want to show up, what I need to be able to show up, what that looks like. And what it looks like today on Wednesday might look totally different than what it looked like on Tuesday or Monday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I've just learned to, I've learned to listen to myself better. I have learned more about who I am and what I need and what I like and what I want. I have learned to really be, and I keep coming back to this word intentional, intentional Mm -hmm. about what I do and how I do it. Even that last question, who do I need to connect with? Because I journal this way, my relationships are better. Because I think every day about who is somebody I need to connect with and how will I do it? If I say I need to connect with my sister, well, she doesn't live with me. I have to do something to get a hold of her. So do I call her? Do I send her a message? Do I forward her that funny meme I keep seeing and thinking she'll love, right? What am I going to do to forge that connection? So I will say I'm better. My relationships are better. I listen better. I take care of myself better, all out of journaling. It's it's just remarkable because, again, the word intention is just, for me, it's a word that has always acted as the catalyst that we need to act. And I think I've, I've read so many quotes over the years where people push this word of action, action, action. And I just recently was talking to someone about this, about this notion of like, what is action without true intention? Is action always going to be slightly less impressive or slightly less worthy if the truest of intentions don't come with it. And that was such a great example there of something as simple as just connecting with your sister. It would be so easy to make that something that you just make happen quickly and not necessarily put a lot of thought into, or you can be truly intentional with it and think, 
what does connecting with my sister to the best of my ability look like today? And I think this the 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 ability to just have that slight transition it is it's almost like this growth mindset of saying, "Hey, not only am I going to take action, but by journaling in the morning, I'm going to add intention behind these actions as well." So, here you are talking about you in terms of how you've seen your actions start to really start to climb in terms of the quality of them through this intentional journaling. Out of curiosity, what other benefits are you starting to notice? Firstly, from obviously yourself, but maybe there's something that through the work that you're doing now with others that you're starting to realize, wow, I didn't even consider this as a benefit of journaling. Mm. That's a great question. So I've been running a morning journaling group for the last couple of months. Right. And journaling is something I've always done by myself. I've always thought of it as a solitary activity. I wouldn't invite you over with your deck of cards to come sit at my table and play solitaire next to me. That's weird, right? Yeah. We can all kind of acknowledge that's weird. So Love I that. always thought of journaling with other people to be kind of weird. And until I started talking about journaling on LinkedIn, I never really talked about it because I didn't know how to bring it up in conversation. Mm. Most people in my circle are not journalers. Um, so I started running this journaling group and the catalyst for me was a colleague of mine who said, I really want to journal. I know it's important. I know I'll get a lot out of it, but I can't make myself do it for me. I could do it if I was accountable to somebody else. Mm. So even if I had a Zoom call and nobody talked and my camera was off, you know, that would motivate me to do it. So I ran it for five days in March, a month in the whole month of April. Now we're in our second month of the full program. It is the coolest, best thing I have probably ever seen or done with journaling. And I've done some really cool things with journaling. (laughs) But I get together with a group of folks every morning to start our day. I bring some journal prompts and I time our sessions. We write for five minutes, just five minutes. And it's amazing to see what I discover about myself in just those five minutes. What I learn as we all share our experiences Like we don't share necessarily what we wrote, but more of what came up for us, what the experience was like, what we thought of, and to learn from and with other people and take what I've learned and funnel it back into my journaling has given me so much room for growth. Mm -hmm. It has forged these connections. Anyone I have ever journaled with, I now consider a long lost, you know, best friend Um, just the connections we forge as we do this solitary thing together just has been really amazing and to hear people say things like um this is so impactful i had somebody come to just one day the first week this month Mm -hmm. and showed up on monday saying i came just that one day last week and it was so impactful i have cleared the rest of my schedule for this month so i can come and be here every morning so great. Holy cow. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And what I love about it is that going back to that example that I said before of social media and LinkedIn and things like that, so much of what we're sharing on those platforms is content based. It's really not experience based. And here you are flipping it completely on its head and saying, we're not here to share the words that we are writing down. We're here to share the experience that is journaling and what it's doing for us. And I think that is such. To, to, to go back to that word of therapeutic, that adds to the therapeutic component. Again, we're both in agreement. This isn't in place of therapy, but at the same time, the therapeutic component that you can get goes far beyond just the words that you're putting on the page. And I, I can't help but 
start to think of some of those initial reasons why people get in their own way and prevent themselves from journaling. And I would love for this to really be that lasting takeaway point that people hear in our conversation here today, Amanda, because I wrote it down before we started recording here because I didn't want the conversation to go by without addressing it. It's just what those reasons tend to look like as to why people prevent themselves from putting pen on paper in the first place. So just, I know you talk about this stuff all the time, but just share your thoughts on on this particular topic. Yeah, and I'm sure your listeners can resonate with some of these reasons. I'm busy. I don't have time. Oh, writing is for girls, right? I hear that a lot. Oh, journaling, that's for girls. You mean like keeping a diary? Um, I don't have anything to say. Uh, I'm scared of what I might find. Mm. I can't spend that time for me, right? I'm busy doing for other people. It would be selfish to spend that time. I've tried journaling before. It doesn't work for me, right? I hear these kind of things all the time. And for the last one, I always say, oh, really? Well, what did you try? You know, because when I work with somebody on journaling, I always start with what do you want journaling to do for you? Because journaling can do so many things that, if you want to use journaling to better understand what you think and how you feel, and you use a framework to journal, which is um, what is the most important thing for me to do today, right? That prompt isn't necessarily going to get you the results you're looking for. Just like if I want to be more intentional about the way I show up, and I'm just uh, writing about all the bad things that happen in my life, right? I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I always think of journaling kind of the need for a journaler's toolbox. So think about your toolbox at home. You probably have a hammer in it and hammers are really good for lots of stuff. They can bang nails in, they can pull nails out, they can smash things, but it's not going to fix your bathroom sink. You're going to need some screwdrivers and maybe some wrenches or pliers. You know, in your toolbox, you have all kinds of tools and each tool does a specific thing. So journaling is the same way. There are so many different types of journaling and ways to journal that if we learn and acquire those tools and learn how and when to use them, we can, you know, do any job that we need to do just like we could with our home toolbox. Yeah, I love it because that 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 notion of what do you want journaling to do for you is absolutely massive. I mean, and, and really, we shouldn't even be picking up the pen until we can answer that question. Because it's the same as me going into therapy six years ago. It's the same as me with, with my clients working in coaching today. It's just, there's no point coming to a coach if you have no idea what it is you want to work on. And I've trust me, I've had some consultations where that is abundantly clear. So you know, you just you, you look at you look at these things and say, okay, if it's not working for you, don't address the actual practice itself of journaling, address the reasons behind it. And that is huge information for anyone to hear. And just to understand that that toolbox is really is as is, is open and as wide and it's probably going to continue to grow the more you journal, would you agree? I absolutely agree. The more I journal, and I've been journaling since I was a teenager. So that's a lot of years, I will mm. say it's most of my life at this yeah, point. Sure. So I have I keep learning and finding new wonderful ways to journal and I keep making new discoveries about what journaling can do for me. Mm. And going back to what you were just saying a minute ago about when you work with, with people, you know, starting with knowing what you want to get out of, out of coaching or therapy or, or whatever program, 
the very first journal prompt I give people when we work together is introduce yourself to your journal. What do you want to get out of it? Mm. What are you looking for? Yeah. And suddenly so many of those questions and, and reasons for journaling and stuff like that, like you mentioned earlier, but behind, you know, what is the whole me? Who do I need to connect with? All these sort of things are going to start to come to the surface once you just simply introduce yourself to your journal. Yeah. What an awesome place to start. Amanda, I, I love this conversation. And I'm sure anybody listening is going to be getting so much great insight on just First and foremost, if you are someone who's alien to this concept of, of journaling, at least you've now got a couple of great places to start. But I would argue that there wouldn't be a better place to start than just connecting with Amanda directly. So if someone were to want to do that, Amanda, where would they go to do that? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. I am there just about every day. <laughs> um, you can find me at Amanda Jane Stern, um, J-A-Y-N-E. Um, or you could find me at goodthingscometothosewhojournal.com. Yeah, and I, I love the love the love the mission of the uh, of the company already. You're making it clear right there at the surface that good things will come to you if you're willing to journal. So uh, I love that. And uh, again, I'm just so appreciative of this opportunity to have you on the show and to provide a completely new, unique dynamic to what it means to to really optimize your performance in whatever world it is that you're trying to perform in. Uh, journaling can play a part in that. So again, Amanda, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the Career Competitor Podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Steve. This is really fun. And my thanks again to Amanda for joining us on the show today. And before I go into my typical takeaways from the interview, I wanted to do, as I promised at the outset, tell you all about Amanda's eight-week program that she has coming up, Journaling for Entrepreneurs. It's going to be starting Tuesday, July 5th and running through August 25th. It'll be in the mornings just for 30 minutes, Monday to Thursdays from 8 to 8.30 Eastern Time. But this is a program that is perfect for those that are either starting a business or already have a business. Maybe you just have some sort of entrepreneurial spirit and you're looking for that direction. You're looking for that ability to be more intentional about the ambitions within you. This is going to be ideal for you. Get some thoughts down. Get a roadmap, if you will, of where it is you're trying to go with your business, with your career, and channel that energy as productively as possible. So I encourage you to head to Amanda's website, good things come to those who journal.com, where there's going to be information about that. And as she said there towards the end, make sure you're connecting with her on LinkedIn too. She's going to be publicizing all of this on there as well. And before I let you go, I just want to cover one major point that I think is really important to hold on to. And it's it's something that Amanda said there in relation to there being no judgments when it comes to journaling. We do live in a world right now where you put a thought out there and it's it's scrutinized, it's judged, it's assessed, and sometimes it can really be deflating. It can sometimes put you off and just suck all that momentum away from you when you feel as though maybe you're onto something. And the beauty of journaling is it's private. It's an opportunity for you to put thoughts out there and you can look at them and you can go away. You can come back to them a few days later and ask yourself, what headspace was I in when I wrote this or where was I trying to go when I started to write this thought out? And you can start to just take your time, start to process things in your own time and be able to turn around and say, listen, this is me, just me and only me. There's no one else that I need to worry about from an opinion standpoint. And I can work on me on my terms, again, free of judgment. So what a wonderful tool that you can have in your toolbox to be able to just 
process your thoughts, to be able to channel your intentions and do it in a way where you feel as though no one's going to be assessing you as you go and it's freedom to just say what you want, feel what you want to feel and get the most out of getting to know you on a more personal level. So just a major takeaway for me, like I said, I think we live in a world that's filled with judgment, sadly, and if we can find one area of our life and control one area of our life that is free of judgment, then it has to be a healthy resource for us to incorporate. So thanks to Amanda for joining us for all her awesome insight in relation to the power of journaling. And as far as I'm concerned, guys, we are not slowing down. The content on Career Competitor so far in 2022 has been nothing short of incredible. I hope you're finding all the impact that you can possibly get out of these interviews. And to be honest with you, from a realism standpoint, much like in the way that I always leave you with one or two takeaways that I took from the interview, if you're taking one or two things away from every time you tune into Career Competitor, then you've picked a fantastic place to be listening for this type of information. Because there's not many places that can say that. There's not many places where you can consistently go and know for a fact that you are going to be benefiting from the content that is provided. So even if it's just one new insight every time you come and join us on the Career Competitor Podcast, then you're always going to be moving the needle ever so slightly towards that direction, towards that version of your optimal self, which is what we're all about. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. Thank you so much for continuing to join and listen to the show. If you haven't, please rate the show with that five stars on Apple Podcasts and make sure as well you're taking the time to follow us and subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Best of luck with everything you've got going on and bye for now.